Hello, and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Monday, January 23rd, 2023. I'm Mike Cachopoli. Okay, hope everyone had a great weekend. Whether you are a football fan or not, obviously if you're a football fan, this is a very big time, very big time, down to the final four in football. Next weekend's going to be, this coming weekend's going to be a great weekend, a great weekend with the AFC Championship game and the NFC Championship game. If you're not into football, eh, what can I tell you? You know, it's not my favorite sport. It really isn't. Football isn't my my favorite sport, but this time of the year, I try to watch as many of the games as possible, and of course... The local San Francisco 49ers are in it. They're the final four. They're playing for the NFC Championship. And uh, my my real team, the Dallas Cowboys, were knocked out by the 49ers for the second year in a row. For the second year in a row that happened. So anyway, we are a long-suffering Cowboy fan base. Long-suffering Cowboy fan base. But there was football... And that was a distraction from all the other absolute crap, absolute crap that we're dealing with now. You know, here in California, there were two mass shootings and basically in back to back days. Right. In back to back days, there were there were two mass shootings here. And uh, very oddly, they were both done by Asian men, older Asian men. It's 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 very bizarre. That's a very, very, it's bizarre to see one mass shooting by an Asian, especially an older Asian man. But to have two back-to-back shootings by older Asian men is, I think one was 72 and one was 67, is, is, is quite bizarre. It really is. It makes one wonder what's going on, what exactly is happening. Um, of course, this does not, you see how, excited the 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 the, the uh, legacy media gets when there are mass shootings because they can blame guns and talk about you know gun control and how awful the second amendment is <clears throat> and then of course but what, what fuels that obviously is that the shooter is uh they usually like to peg the shooter as some you know extreme right-wing white maga domestic terrorist white nationalist right that's what they'd like to do you know, they it, it takes a little wind out of their sails. Let's put it that way. When the perpetrator is 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 a minority, okay, uh, it takes a lot of wind out of their sails, and you can see it because they don't cover it as much. They cover it. They they cover it for a while, the first few days, and then they let it go. Whereas if the perpetrator is is someone that they can promote their agenda, they'll keep it going because they want to promote their narrative and agenda. And so. We're seeing now that they can't do that. They can't do that. And another thing they can't do, although, of course, they'll try, is to blame guns once again. They'll try to blame the Second Amendment once again. again. They'll try to blame guns and say we need more gun laws. Meanwhile, both shootings happen in incredibly gun-restrictive California. California has some of the strictest. California legislature, along with the governor, are constantly passing gun laws. They're constantly passing laws that make it tougher to get a gun. Uh, one law after another. I think California and New York are two states with like the strict, some of the strictest gun laws. But we've talked about this before. We've talked about how gun laws 
don't stop shootings. We've seen this because we know from Chicago, inner city, New York City, San Francisco, Los Angeles, uh, Philadelphia, New Orleans. We see it over and over again, these blue cities that have some, you can't get a gun in most of these cities. It's impossible. And if you can, you can't carry it outside with you. It's almost impossible to get a, a license in a major city, major blue city, where you can actually carry the gun with you on your person. It's, it's, it's nearly impossible. You really have to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that your life is at stake, that you've got someone, you know, you've got you, you maybe you have a, a crazed husband or wife who's been stalking you and your life's in danger. It's, it's, it's really difficult. It's very, very difficult. But it's easy for the criminals. It's easy for the nut jobs to get guns. They, it's, it's, so, it's so amazing that these people are, are basically, on any other level, they can't function, right? On any level, these, these, these sociopathic, psychopathic, uh, schizophrenic nutballs can't function, but they can find a way to get a gun, which is really interesting. That they can do. That they have the wherewithal to do, to find a way to get a gun to kill people. But the, the, the whole fact is we have gun laws up the ass here in California. Gun laws up the ass. And it doesn't matter. Because gun laws, gun restrictions don't stop crime. What stops crime is mental health. What stops crime is very simply getting the violent nut jobs off the streets. And no number of gun laws are going to get violent nut jobs off the streets. Now, here in California, they've passed law after law to take guns away. They've passed no laws to get violent nut jobs off the streets. Zero. They have passed no laws to get violent nut jobs off the streets here in California. None. None. Zero. So, because once again, when you talk about gun control, right, when you talk about gun control, that's a great virtue signal. The left loves talking about gun control because that's a virtue signal and it gets the nutty left wing base excited. That kind of virtue signaling, constantly bringing up gun laws, gets them excited and gets these people votes. Actually doing things like getting the violent nut jobs off the streets so they can't buy guns legally or not. That doesn't they don't care about that because there are no votes in that. You see, there's no virtue signaling in that. There's no energizing the base in that. So they don't care. So you'll see. That's why in these blue areas, they have the highest crime. Because everything they've done is to do virtue signaling, which gets the wacko left base excited and gets them votes and keeps them in office in cushy jobs. That's the way it works. Who suffers? You suffer. Who suffers? I suffer. But the politicians keep on getting reelected to their cushy jobs because of their virtue signaling. Virtue signaling that does nothing. We saw it with COVID. There's nothing to make things better, only get only makes things worse. Only makes the problem worse for the masses. It makes things much, much better for the few of the elites, like the politicians. And that's what we see whenever there's some kind of a gun crime, right? Whenever there's some kind of a gun crime, they go insane. Automatically, they go, sigh, oh, guns. <gasps> sigh guns you hear it in their voices right you hear it in their voices so the fact of the matter is that's the problem 
The problem isn't the guns. You know, when the, the saying the guns don't kill people, keep, people kill people, it, it's actually the truth. If you put a gun on a table, Alec Baldwin can't kill someone with it, right? You put a gun on a table, once again, Alec Baldwin can't have access to it. And, and, or or a, a nut job, a violent nut job doesn't have access to it. They can't do anything. That gun can't kill itself, can't kill someone by itself. Remember Alec Baldwin said the gun, he didn't pull the trigger, the gun went off by itself? Well, it didn't. He pulled the trigger. He lied about that. Because guns can't kill a person. Only a person with a gun can kill a person. So in the liberal mind, they can't put two and two together. They never can. There's no logic. There's no uncommon sense there to say, look, what do we do? How do we stop shootings? Well, we, we take away the people who do the shootings, right? We take the people who do the shootings off the streets into hospitals or prisons, and then they can't use those guns to kill people, right? Then there are only good people. There are only good upstanding citizens and police who have access to these guns. The violent, nut job, schizophrenic, sociopathic, psychopathic people are locked up in hospitals or prisons, and they can't hurt anybody. So that's the answer. But that's not the politically correct woke answer. That doesn't get votes in New York. That doesn't get votes in Chicago. That doesn't get votes in California. What gets votes in New York, Chicago, and California, and so on and so forth, is simply talking about the Second Amendment and gun control, right? Second Amendment, gun control, that's what gets votes in New York and California. It doesn't save any lives, but it virtue signals and gets plenty of votes. And it makes these politicians look like they're fighting something. They're fighting something. They're fighting right-wing gunny, gun nuttiness. But they're not saving lives. They just kill. Just like with their COVID policies, they kill people. They kill more people. It ends up killing more people because the guns are still there. And yet nut jobs, violent felons have access to guns. We're seeing that over and over again. Now, the first guy of the shooting in uh, Monterey killed himself. I don't. Off the top of my head, I don't know if he had a record. I don't think he did. The second guy, we know, they showed a mugshot and they said, oh, that's not the mugshot from, he gave himself up, by the way, the guy in um, Half Moon Bay. And they said, that's not the mugshot of this. This, this is, That's a mugshot of one of his past prior convict felonies. We see this over and over again. These people have 10, 15 prior convictions, 20 prior convictions sometimes. And it's not like for stealing gum. It's not like for grabbing a purse from an old lady. It's like hurting people and sometimes killing people. And they're back on the streets again. And then they commit a more violent crime where instead of killing one person, they kill five or six. And people go, oh, it's the guns. No, idiot. It's not the guns. It's that the people are on the streets. The violent nut jobs are on the streets and they have access to the guns that good people have access to. Take the bad people off the streets and only the good people have access to the guns and there'll be fewer and fewer shootings. But this is not the left agenda. The left agenda is never to actually help society. It's never to actually help society. It's to help the elites. It's to help themselves, to virtue signal, to pat each other on the back, to say things like, you're causing global warming while they fly in jets. That's the that's what the left is. That's the M.O. of the left. It's total and utter hypocrisy. And we see it all the time. Then you'll talk about this and they'll say, oh, you have 
no sympathy for the families. How can you talk about an issue so fast? Well, they're the ones who so quickly, reflexively talk about gun control. They're the ones who so reflexively make the killer a white nationalist Trumper before they even know the identity of the person. They do it all the time. And then we say, oh, no, Asian, 62-year-old, 72-year-old Asian. Oh, again, 67-year-old Asian. Oh, let's not cover the story more than we have to. Because it doesn't fit into their virtue signaling narrative. Of here, here, Here's the real narrative. Here's the real reality. All types of people commit crimes. Black, white, Trumpers, Bideners, Obamas, Bernies, everyone. Left, right, Asians, they all commit crimes. They all commit violent crimes. The common denominator is these people shouldn't be on the streets. None of them should be on the streets. And it's not like 99% of the time we don't know that they shouldn't be on the street because they commit 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 20 crimes before they do the big one. So Passing gun laws, but not passing any laws to take violent nut jobs off the streets is not going to cause any solution. It's not going to be a solution. It's just going to cause more problems, more death. Having DAs that don't prosecute crimes, that let people out, and then they go and commit bigger crimes like mass murders. That's the problem. We need to get the violent cr- criminals off the streets and the, and the Soros-backed DAs out of office. I guarantee you, you do those two things. You work, you, you pass laws. You get, you get those DAs out of office and put in DAs who convict, who, who, who will, who will, sorry, who will prosecute. And you take those violent criminals off the streets, put them into mental hospitals or prisons, and you will see violent crime go down. I guarantee it, because two and two still eat four. Even in the year 2023, two and two still equals four. I guarantee it. Look it up. There's a a calculator on your phone. But I'm tired of this. I'm tired of more and more laws, 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 laws that do nothing, that do nothing to stop crime. Do nothing to stop crime. Do everything to enable crime. And until... These things change the way they should change, as I just outlined. We're going to see more and more inner city crime. We're going to see more and more black on black crime. We're going to see more and more mass shootings because these are violent people. These are crazy people. These are people who are violent and crazy most of the time who are on the streets because we don't get them off the streets. We don't do the necessary things to get them off the streets. And it could be as simple as actually prosecuting crime. It could be as simple as prosecuting crime or as extreme as making people, hurting people off the streets, forcing people off the streets into mental health facilities. But the left can't deal with that and they can't deal with real solutions. All they want to do is virtue signal. All they want to do is virtue signal and get votes and contributions because they're seen as virtuous. How virtuous it is to slam the Second Amendment. How virtuous it is to call for more gun control. It doesn't matter about the statistics. They don't have to present statistics, the left. The left and statistics don't go together. They never showed statistics showing 
cloth masks, diapers were going to stop the spread. They never showed statistics that these vaccines were going to stop the spread. They never showed the statistics that vaccines were safe. They don't got to show statistics that more and more gun laws don't equal fewer gun crimes. They don't got to show it. All they got to do is say it. It's time for us to say, no, no, show the numbers, Gavin. Show the numbers, Hochul. Show the numbers, Pritzker. Show the numbers, Adams. Show the numbers. Show us the numbers. Show us the statistics. They don't have any. The only statistics I have showing that California has twice as many violent crime, violent mass shootings per year than any other state. The closest state is like half. Those are the real numbers. With all of the gun laws we have, these shootings aren't happening the way they are here in Alabama or Mississippi, where it's much, much easier to buy a gun. Or Arizona, where it's easier to buy a gun. Or Iowa or Nebraska or Florida or Texas. Highly populated, but it's easier to buy a gun than New York and California and Chicago, where all of the crime happens, where the majority of the crime happens, where the majority of the mass shootings happen right here in California, where I live. Those are the real numbers. Those are actual real statistics. Look it up. There's a machine that's called Google. Google. Look it up. All they do is talk. They talk pretty Sounds so pretty. Yeah, gun control now. Oh, how pretty. How pretty. How pretty. Bodily autonomy now. How pretty until it comes to vaccines and forced medical injections of experimental serum. How pretty it sounds. How pretty that sounds. Gun control now. Oh, oh, women's rights now. Bodily autonomy now. It sounds so pretty. It sounds so Brock Purdy. And it means nothing. Speaking of crime, did you see what happened in New York on Saturday night, Sunday morning? This is case in point of what I talk about, what I'm talking about here. And this is Fox News meteorologist Adam Klotz was brutally attacked on the subway at about one in the morning. This is Saturday night, Sunday morning after the Giants game. He went out with friends to a bar to watch the Giants game. They hung out about an hour after, and he went back on the subway to go back home. And he was he's sitting on a subway car at one in the morning that was fairly full for that time of night, 20 to 30 people, he said. And these, these six or seven miscreants, these six or seven teenage savages, sat next to an old man, and one of them lit a, uh, lit some, uh, a, a joint up and put the joint in the old man's hair, and the old man's hair caught on fire. And so Adam's watching this happen, and when, when that happens, Adam just simply says, whoa, come on, kid, you can't do that. And they said, okay, we're not going to bother him now. We're going to go to you and beat the shit out of you. So they left the old guy, and they went to Adam Klotz, and they started kicking him and punching him. He said someone hit him on the left then he left the car, went outside. They tacked him on the platform. They were punching him and kicking him in the in the ribs. Um, he was beaten. Uh, Klotz says he was advised. Well, what happened was he was beaten by them. They were trying to knock him out. They wanted to. They wanted to probably kill him while he was knocked out, so he couldn't defend himself. Yeah, he said the entire his entire head was this old man's entire head was on fire. Okay, 
And I was sitting right there watching it. And how can you not say, whoa, guys, you can't do that? That's all he said was, whoa, guys, you can't do that to these little teenage miscreant savages. And they just don't want to be told what they could do or not do. So they suddenly focused on him. As the group of seven, by the way, seven teens, uh, verbally taunted him, Klotz exited the subway car, hoping to put out put the interaction to rest. But the group followed him, kicking and beating him to the ground. I actually moved to a whole other car on the train at a stop, the whole stop. The door's open. I kind of think it's over, Klotz said. The whole group comes and gang rushes me and jumps on me, just starts beating me and knocking me. I hear them put him to sleep, put him to sleep. They wanted to knock me out. My goal at that point was just to cover my head because once you're unconscious, who knows what will happen? Yeah, they'll kill him. That's what happens. That's what savages do. But I get kicked up and down and sighed and stomped on. Klotz, who had visible bruises above his eyes in the, in the televised interview, told Fox and Friends earlier Monday that he suffers from severe bruising on his side and that he struggles to bend his knee. He was treated at a local hospital. Three of the teen suspects were stopped by police in connection with the attack, but they were released to their parents without facing charges. Juvenile report reports were prepared and their parents were called to pick them up, a rep from the NYPD said. I want there to be something done, Klotz said. Why is the weather guy on the train trying to stop crime in the middle of the night? Like, where's Eric Adams? Where's the city? Why am I doing this? Why is it up to me? He said. What I want is some sort of change. I don't want this to happen to somebody else. And I don't think necessarily just getting these kids in trouble. Like, where's the structural change? Like, put some cops down there. And get them some real parents. Since 2020, there have been roughly 21 killings. In the subway system, the New York Post reported, the figures more than 20 murders recorded between 08 and 19 combined. Uh, in October, a good Samaritan was stabbed on the number six train just ahead of 6 a.m. Just ahead of 6 a.m. Wednesday at the Brooklyn Bridge City Hall. 31 year man was trying to break up a fight between two women. One of the women reportedly stabbed him in the neck, shoulder and arm. Adams at the time was criticized for downplaying the attack, arguing that most New Yorkers use the system without issue. We're going to deal with those crimes that take place. We're going to continue to work on those six felony crimes today we're witnessing. But he had, I know, three and a half million people use our system. Yeah, Mayor Superfly, Mayor uh, Mayor uh, Shaft said. So not only was he attacked by seven kids between the ages of seven, I'm sorry, what am I talking about? Seven savages between the ages of 15 and 17, but they were let go. They were almost immediately released. They didn't even spend the night in prison. Their parents were called. Their parents were called as though they were as though this was like they threw bubble gum at him, as though they were throwing as though they were shooting spitballs through a straw at him instead of beating him severely to the point where if they knocked him out, they probably would have killed him. They were released right away. And what they'll do is they'll rape tomorrow. They'll kill the day after. This is the problem. Why, if you're 15 or 16, should you be able to pillage, rape and destroy and murder people? And then go back to your home, go back to your room with your cell phone and your iPad. Now, of course, someone should beat the shit out of the parents. Yes, I know. These are horrible parents. There's no doubt about it. Why is a 15 or 16-year-old on the subway at 1 in the morning? How many of us were allowed to ride the subway at 1 in the morning when we were 15? How many of us were allowed to be out in the streets when we were 15? But the problem is these are savages who breed other savages. So that's what happens. But these people have no morals. They have no principles. And so they breed uh, uh, organisms that also have no morals or principles. But why are they being released? 
Why? Why can't you put a 15 or 16 year old in jail? This is the year 2023. This is in 1940. Why can't you put a 15 or 16 year old in jail? If they can ride the subways at one in the morning, if they can have sex, they can procreate. Why can't they be in jail? I don't get it. I don't understand that. I don't understand it. Well, you say bring on the vigilantes, but that's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. That's the natural process here. The natural process is when the government doesn't protect people. This is their basic this is their basic job of the government to protect the taxpaying citizens, the people in office who are who are there and getting six figure salaries each and every fucking one of them, especially in cities like San Francisco, L.A., New York and Chicago, to protect the people who are paying them, who give them their pensions. That's their job. These people had no. So in other words, that's their job to protect the public, to protect the health and well-being of the public. Oh, boy, they had no problem doing that with masks. Right. You got to put your mask on so you don't cough on a guy six feet down away from you. We're telling you that because we're protecting people. We're protecting people. We're making you wear masks and get an experimental shot because it's our job to protect the fellow person for the greater good. Where's the greater good when it comes to real problems like crime and murder and rape? Where? The government had no problem intervening and telling you for two fucking years you had to wear a mask and get a shot if you wanted to live. If your kid wanted to go back to school after a year of not opening the schools, they had to wear a mask. The government had no problem telling you that and saying it was for the health of the other, the fellow man. So where is it with crime? Why can a 15-year-old near 2023 knock a guy in the ribs, crack his ribs, punch him in the nose, knock him out, and be released two hours later to his parents, who obviously are as savage as he is? And then they tell us we can't carry a gun. And then they tell us guns are the problem. And then they tell us us having a... Adam Klotz having a gun is the problem. Adam Klotz can't have a gun. Why? Because he would have maybe, hey, looking at his personality, he probably wouldn't have done it, but I would have. Why? He would have shot and killed him? Too fucking bad. Too fucking bad. You don't want to get shot in the fucking head? Don't rape somebody. You don't want to get shot? Don't fucking beat somebody. You don't want to get shot? Mind your own fucking business and keep your hands to yourself. How about that if you want to live? And that's the key to a civilized society. That's why the Old West didn't have this kind of crime. That's why in, in areas run by fucking Republicans with a fucking brain and a conscience is less crime. Because the miscreant, the savage, might think there's a better than 50-50 shot. The person they're going to try to punch has a fucking gun. So they don't do it. You don't fucking get it, liberal? You don't get it, you shit liberal? You can't get it to your fucking head? You don't know what the word deterrent is? Look it up. Look it up. You went to school for 75 fucking years. You don't know what the fucking word deterrent means? Yale, Harvard, deterrent. Look it up. Yes, I'm angry. Incredibly angry.
The parents should be in jail. The kids should be in jail. The DA should be in jail. Mayor fucking Superfly should be in fucking jail. Likes to wear tight suits. Look at his fucking 60-year-old muscles. Give me a fucking break with these sociopathic politicians like Eric Adams and Gavin Newsom. One's got to wear suits to show his fucking pecs at 65 fucking years old. The other one's 50-something. He's got his fucking hair slicked back like he's out of American Psycho. Are you kidding me with these fucking people? How are you? I am okay. You're here to talk you down. I'm sitting in a chair. I'm sitting in a chair speaking to an iPhone. I'm talking down. Trust me, I'm okay. <laughs> um, it, it looks like um, looks like there's been some progress made. The um, that one um, piece of shit that. Um, ran down that mother pushing the stroller uh, a couple months back. Um, did you hear about this this week? He's no longer with us. He's no longer he is with no us. longer with us. Right. Yep. And this is what so frequently happens to these um, sociopaths is that, is that um, they push and they push and then um, someone pushes back a lot harder, be it the police or somebody that's got a weapon on them. And um, no love, no, no, no tears cried whatsoever. Um, that's how we've been taking care of, of, of this sort of behavior for our entire existence on this planet. And um, the, only only in the last couple of decades have, have we um, allowed or entertained this idea that um, that everyone can be really rehabilitated. Um, that's simply not true. There are people called sociopaths in this world. Um, so much of our personality, so much of our uh, predispositions are controlled by our genetics. Just as, as people are essentially born schizophrenics um, and, and, and born with, uh, with the tendencies to many psychiatric problems, they are born to be sociopaths as well. And there's nothing in the world you're going to do about this in, in, until you eventually kill them. And it's, it's it, I, not, I can't even say it's, it's sad, but, but that's uh, the facts of life. That is just simply the facts of life. Um, I, don't, I don't think that's anything sad about it. That's reality. And, um, well, that's the, eventual, that's the unfortunate eventuality because our government won't put them in homes. They won't put them in hospitals. They won't put them in – they, they won't put them where they can't hurt other people. And they certainly won't put them where they can't hurt other people forever, right, or get them better at least. So when they yeah. come out, they, they no longer have that issue you're talking about. They don't – I think people can – I think schizophrenics can be cured. People – let's put it this way. I think you'll agree with this. A schizophrenic, a schizophrenic, someone with that chemical imbalance can be cured. Now, a truly evil person, no. No, of course not. There's no pill. There's no therapy that's going to cure a truly evil person who wants no to schizo- – No schizophrenic has ever been cured. We have – well, they, they have medications to, to balance we, them. Yes. We, yeah. we have medications that try to that help control their behavior. Most of those medications are um, um, poorly tolerated by them because it makes them feel awful. And they develop things called tardive dyskinesia. Um, it's a huge problem. Um, those medications don't cure uh, um, uh, schizophrenia whatsoever. They put the person in a um, state of mind that um, uh, simply makes them more controllable. And, and haven't so you heard? Then, you, then there's also a pill for tardive dyskinesia. 
There's a goddamn. There's a pill for everything. Well, yeah, it's, it's because it's because what we call the anticholinergic effects yeah. of, of things like prolixin, which is a, a common um, um, antipsychotic used for, for schizophrenics. And they have what are called anticholinergic effects, and one of these anticholinergic effects causes, causes tardive dyskinesia. So you can try to to treat it with with colines. I mean, it's anticholinergic. You can try to. Uh, Treat it with um, acetylcholine-like um, uh, substances, or acetylcholine. So, 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 so there are there there's there's there, there's no cure for schizophrenia, and there's no cure for for sociopaths. There's there's no talk therapy that's going to talk them through. There's no medications they're going to talk them through. There is nothing that cures a sociopath except for getting them, getting rid of them, and and that is. That is simply the way it is. If anybody thinks that they're going, did you hear about, there's this woman, um, this was in the news just today, a woman whose mother was killed um, in her home. Uh, her mother and her lived in, in this home. Her mother was killed in the home. Uh, I can't remember. I think it was about 10 years ago or so. Um, the woman being a compassionate liberal um, would visit the, um, the killer uh, in prison. And, um, and and then eventually, um, through her infinite wisdom and compassion, um, the guy was employed, I think, to, to, to in, in her own home, and he killed her. Yeah, I saw that. No, I did see that. Absolutely. But yeah. uh, an issue with, like, these kids, there is, there is a theory that if you get them young enough, you can... I mean, we've seen this. We've seen. I've seen this. I've seen. I, I've seen these people. They 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 say, oh, when I was fourteen, fifteen, I was this way. I had terrible parents, but I got myself back because this officer. I went here. I went there. I went to this juvenile detention center. I and I and I, I've become a great person. And so it's possible when you get them at a certain age. But yeah, when they're, you're just they're going, people. when you're going to let them to do these things and then just release them an hour later, where, where where's the deterrence? Where's the punishment? There are people that are simply born sociopaths. They simply do not have the tendencies of preservation of species that we have. preservation of species is obviously something that's inherited genetically. It's not something you teach anybody. It's something that's inherited genetically. And anything that can be inherited genetically can be not inherited genetically. Anything that can be inherited genetically can have all kinds of things going wrong with the translocations, et cetera, et cetera, that mess up those genes. And those people are born all the time into this world. And there's nothing, nothing that present state of the art medicine can do and will be able to do for a long time to, to um, control these people. Well, I can, you can control them if if you can um, get them on medications. They're not going to take them willingly. Um, you can control some of the behavior when they're in hospital. You can put them on Haldol, for for example. Um, but uh, there, there's nothing that you're going to. There's no yeah. way you're going to get sociopaths to voluntarily medicate themselves to the point they are under control. Can be controlled by the rest of us. Simply not going to happen. These people are monsters. They're born monsters. They will stay monsters until someone well, does because, away with them. Right until someone defends themselves the way they need to. But Here's my thing here, but I, I don't think that's the case, though, with a lot of, of these. Um, I don't think that's the case, though, with a lot of these kids who just have no morals or ethics. Everyone have, has have not, have not been taught proper morals and ethics and, and regard for human life by their parents because their parental parental structure is so broken up. So I think, look, if you're 15 years old and your parent allows you to be on the subway at one in the morning, there's a problem. You have a, you have a parental issue there. Um, and, and you don't you don't necessarily blame 
you blame the kids for being violent, but you know what? I don't blame a 15-year-old for like, okay, my parent lets me do whatever I want. I can be out to war in the morning. I don't blame them for being out to war in the morning. A lot of kids would do that if their parents let them do it. The point is their parents shouldn't let them do it. And this is obviously a parenting problem. It's a problem with instilling in, 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 in others the morals and ethics of, of human life and human dignity and, 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 and care and, and respect and love for your future, uh, for your uh, uh, fellow human being. And that's the problem. That well, is the we, issue with this, with this one case I'm talking about with these with these young miscreants. That's that's the problem. And the thing is that the parent, if the parents are not going to do the job, then the government has to do the job. Then society has to protect us from them. Everyone is uh, um, behavior is a very very complicated thing involving involving all kinds of genes. It's not as though. Um, sociopathy is is inherited by an allelic pair. That is, there's this one pair of genes, um, and if you don't get the, if you don't get the right complement of each, that um, that you develop sociopathy. No, it's it's multifactorial. So there's going to be people that are going to be on some sort of spectrum of sociopathy. Yes, there are going to be people that are on uh, that are close enough to 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 the uh, normal side of things that you can, in some sense, rehabilitate them. But there's going to be a lot that are simply beyond rehabilitation. What's more, they have the sociopaths are very good at reading people. And you can bet that within this group of seven that attacked this guy, there was probably two of them were at least were were actual born sociopaths. They are very, very good. Like I said, they're very seductive with their personalities. And they're the type of people that can that can recruit Others, Others that they yeah, think are, are, are borderline sociopaths, but have weaker mind. Yeah, weak mind. Yeah, yeah. or borderline sociopaths. They have borderline sociopaths, and they know how to look for these people, and they recruit them, and and and, and they 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 pick up these abilities very 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 early on in their life, and and many parents that are, that that have these children, um, they simply don't know what to do with them. They they can't control them. They realize that there's something terribly wrong with them. And they really don't want to have anything to do with them. They would well, just, just assume that they were out at 1 a.m. in the morning, so yeah. they're not in their house. Yeah, but I think early on a good, a good, uh, you know, a good beating would help. And I think we don't get enough of that these days either. You know, I think I think that's a bit, and that's the problem with you know, it's like the same thing with bullies, and the same thing with like this pack mentality. Obviously, if you took any, probably any one of those kids, or maybe even two of them together, they're probably not going to do much of anything. But when you put them together in the pack of wolves mentality of seven of what strength in numbers, and like you said, that ability for the for the leaders of the pack to to uh, to, to, to uh, manipulate. manipulate the the others the others who are weaker weaker minded, that's when you get the problem. Obviously, yeah. but but I, I do think that you know that uh, I guarantee you this. Let me let me guarantee you this. Not one of those kids. After what they did, and we're not talking about stealing a pack of gum. I know parents who would have beat their kids with a fucking with, with a belt for 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 doing something like stealing a pack of gum or cursing at someone who's an older person. But this isn't that. This is they beat the share of this guy. They could have killed him. I guarantee you, not one of those kids, when they were put back into their parents' custody, were given a good beating by their father. Not one of them, if they have a father. Not not one of them. Of course not, because right. then the kid, the, the little, the the two of them that were just um, one hundred percent sociopaths, um, those two, and and probably a few of the others would have called up uh, uh, um, 
uh, ch- children's ser- child services, <laughs> and, and 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 then yeah, and they would and their parents would be the ones that would be in trouble, and their parents would be locked up for days. Why these little shits that almost killed somebody by just running around laughing their heads up because they control they, they feel like they control everything because our world it thinks that they they have it because so many in this world just have this. Um, terribly naive understanding of of genetics and behavior, and like I said, there's a spectrum. There are some that there that um, can possibly be integrated into society, but there are so many that they're not going to ever be integrated in society, and they're going to either wind up dead or in prison, where uh, they just torment other prisoners. I'm no psychologist, but there was one thing said by these kids to Adam that really I picked up on, and what they said to him was. And he, he made it very clear that they said to him, you told us what to do. You don't do that. Right. So basically with their that that's why I, I have that's proof that their parents never tell them what to do, because these kids actually said to him, the people don't tell adults don't basically they're saying adults, our parents don't tell us what to do. You're not going to tell us what to do. Now we're going to beat the shit out of you for trying to be a parental figure. That's the problem. They have no parental figures who tell them what to do. I think the problem is much deeper than that for most of them is what I'm trying to say. Um, it's, it's just, it's not, I think you're thinking about this from a perspective of somebody with a healthy mind. You have a healthy mind. It's really difficult to get inside the heads of sociopaths. If you've ever been around one and you will meet them, uh, most medical students have met one on their um, psychiatry. I'm sorry, psychiatry. I, I, haven't met, I haven't met Gavin Newsom yet. So I can't yeah, 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 yeah. Um, m- m- um, yeah. Speaking of that son of a bitch, um, or we can come to that later. Um, yes, we will. But, 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 um, you know, once once you met one of these people um, and, and listen to them talk, because they will quite if if you give them the the floor, they will talk quite freely about what's going on inside their heads, and it will simply astonish you, because you will be thinking, how the hell. These people turn off the these impulses, these basic impulses that everybody has to protect self and species. How do they how do they do that? You will be astounded in, in listening to them. And it, it's just yeah, it's 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 extremely until you've until you've seen it and heard it and heard it and, and witnessed these behaviors, it's really difficult to understand just, you know, how how bad uh, genetics can go wrong when it comes to, uh, uh, when it comes to our brain and the basic instincts that are inherited in, in all animal species. Y- yes, absolutely. There's no, there's no doubt about it. There's absolutely no doubt about it. There's absolutely no doubt about it, and, and I, I understand that. I understand that some. What you're saying is, what you're saying is, some people can't be helped, and there's exactly. certainly a case where some people can't be helped. But you know what? We are at the point now where the where government society is not even trying. They're not trying anything. They're basically just releasing criminals That's, back onto the streets. In other words, exactly. Yeah. And when I said that, we'll get to that piece of shit later, Gavin Newsom. That piece of shit released tens of thousands of, in California, literally tens of thousands of, of violent offenders onto the street about three years ago because he was frightened that they would get COVID, the fucking common cold. Yes, exactly. 
Exactly. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. And here we go. We've got we've yeah. got violent people out on the streets. Um, you know, and, and violence is skyrocketing in California. Oh, gee, I wonder where these people came from. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and and, and that's the problem. The, the, all, those the problem is the desensitizing of society. You know, of saying of defining uh, deviancy down, right? We're getting to the point now where deviancy is being defined down, where 30 years ago, this would be considered a horrible thing. 20 years ago, a pretty bad thing. Now it's just, oh, it happens every day. What are you going to do? It happens every day. That's why people say to me, this is not, what happened to me two weeks ago is nothing compared to what happened to Adam Klotz. But people say, well, why didn't you report it? I'm going to report in San Francisco in the year 2023. Look at what happened. Wait a minute. Before I get to my reporting, these seven kids beat this guy, black and blue. You see his eyes, his ribs, bruised, broken. They could have killed him. And they're out. And they're out. The ones they caught are out a few hours later. So this is, this is how stupid the liberal, no conservative, no conservative, no one with a fucking brain, therefore conservative these days, would tell me, would say, oh, some guy came up on you and hit you a couple of times. Report it. Report it to who? The cops don't give a shit. The cops don't give a shit because everything's been defined down. Did he break anything? Did he kill you? No. Oh, you're here to speak to us? What are we going to do about it? That's it. Even the police have defined it down because their superiors have defined it down because the politicians have defined everything down. Remember, you go back to 1950, and if I owned a store and some guy came in and stole a pack of cigarettes, the cop would go find them. You think they, they'll laugh in your face now because yeah. we've defined deviancy down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 you know, I was I was born in uh, late 50s. I remember the 60s and the 70s very well. And um, strict law and order. You could walk the streets at, at night in, in the city I grew up in, um, Fremont, California. And um, I, I don't think I was ever accosted once my entire throughout my entire childhood and the entire time as a young man growing up in that city, not not a single time, not once, not even close to, to being met um, by violence from from random stra- strangers. Now there's there's kids in the neighborhood that that I knew, and it was it got to be a very pretty rough neighborhood that were 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 caused were troublemakers, and and uh, we, we we all knew about them, and we had all had ways of taking care of them. Um, but by taking care of them, I mean taking care of them. Um, but uh, yeah, walking down the street and some rando comes up and, and assaults you, it just didn't happen. And it didn't happen primarily because it was a different rule. Back then, if people got out of line, like I just said, kids, us kids were enforcers. If somebody got out of line, stepped over the line, we would enforce harsh penalties on that person. Yes, absolutely. You can't absolutely. do that. Now, remember something. I, I know. I, I, I've, I've been friends and, and, and uh, also worked with Curtis Lewa for many years, who's the founder of the Guy and Angels. Now, the Guy and Angels started in the 70s out of the yes. huge crime epidemic in New York City because the government was doing nothing. Crime was, I, I, but I would actually, you know, I was a little kid in the 70s. I, I have to look at the stats, but I would say crime now is getting to the point where it might be worse than it was in the 70s and more violent than, than it was in the 70s. 
But anyway, the guardian angel sprung out of the fact that the cops were overwhelmed, the city, the government was doing nothing, the politicians were doing nothing, and they were basically a – people call them a vigilante, but they really weren't. They were just like kind of a presence. They were an extra presence on the streets in, in, in groups of five, six people, which would deter some crime, possibly. I, no statistics came out of this. Now, there was a big um, uh, Koch, Ed Koch, the mayor of New York City at the time. Um, and a lot of the cops didn't like the guardian angels, right? Because Koch would say, well, that's the police job. But the police either weren't doing the job or weren't able to do the job, right? Just like now, they're just not able to do the job because they, they, they find someone, they spend their time doing footwork and finding a criminal, they hand them over and they're out the next day. So like, what the fuck? What are we doing? So they're quitting. You know, crime is so bad, they're quitting. They don't get paid enough. They're getting, cops are getting killed more now than ever before. So we're getting to that point again now, I think, where we're probably going to, see more groups like this you yeah. know and maybe yeah, maybe, and less, maybe less organized and more violent you know so yeah. so that's what's going to happen and that but that's a nat, that's a natural occurrence yeah I, natural think it's, it's, yeah I think it's going to it's going to happen um in the 70s uh you know it would be interesting if someone did a study um comparing the types of crimes com- uh, reported in the 70s when there was said to be um, some fairly high crime compared to the types com- um, that are reported now. Because as you said, most people, they don't they don't report crimes unless they're really, really violent. They don't report it because they just think, what are the police going to do? I will bet you, I would bet you if somebody did such a study, they will find that the nature of crimes reported in the 70s and why crime statistics were so high was simply because people had a lower threshold for reporting crimes back then and more were reported. If we had the same threshold now, it would, it would probably be triple, is my guess, of what it was in the 70s. It, it, in other words, the real crime level is far, far greater now than during the 70s. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's, there's no doubt about it. Now, there was a little bit of a dip in crime in the 90s. But the left doesn't want to admit why that happened because of Rudy Giuliani. You know, yeah. crime went down in New York City. New York City was one of the most uh, pleasant places to be. Low crime. Broken windows. Right. Broken windows. Exactly. Exactly. You know, prosecuting uh, quality of life crimes like ter- Turner style jumping and finding those people had seven or eight priors, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And that spread around the country. That kind of policing spread around the country because other 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 police departments, other police chiefs, other mayors were seeing how it was working in New York City. So crime went down in New York City and crime went down around the country. That's what the left doesn't want to admit. They keep saying, oh, crime went down in the 90s. Yeah, because of Rudy Giuliani. That's why. But now we've gotten away from that again. And we've gone 180 degrees the opposite way. And we're just simply releasing criminals back onto the streets again. That's yep. the problem. That Every... is the problem. We need to go back to that kind of policing. We need to start. We need to start um, using the types of techniques that every single parent, every parent that has ever raised um, good children, decent children, knows about. And and that is you never allow a child's uh, behavior to escalate. When my ex-wife and I, before we had children, we had discussions about how to raise our children. And we were both in agreement on this. And um, and we read we read a couple of books and one of the books that we read, I'll never forget, it was called One, Two, Three Magic. And One, Two, Three Magic was about making sure that your children saw very, very, very clear borders 
about what behavior is acceptable and what is not and what is going to happen very clearly, what is going to happen with certainty. So um, <laughs> there was a very simple book. Um, and it said, if, if your child was um, displaying a behavior you didn't like, you would say, that's one. And, they, and then that would that get their attention. And then if they kept doing it, you would say, that's two. <laughs> and then when they, they, if they did it still, you'd say, that's three. And then they had an immediate consequence. And you were instructed by the book that you must carry out this immediate consequence. It's got to be immediate. It's got to be swift. And it's got to be certain to happen every single time. And you never put yourself in a situation where you will not be able to do that. So my wife, ex-wife, and I had packed that if we went out to restaurants and the kids misbehaved, there was one of us that's going to be designated for that evening that would immediately grab the children and take them outside. We, we, all, it, all it took was... Um, you know, this isn't the type of thing that you do with a six-month-old. This is some type of thing you start doing maybe with a one-and-a-half-year-old when they can start to, to learn, when they can start to understand language. So if if our children, when they're about one-and-a-half-year-old, misbehave, it was, that's one. And it only took two times of doing this before when you said, that's one, they stopped. Yes, right. And, exactly. and, that, is, and yeah. that is the basic um psychological conditioning that law enforcement and city councils and mayors and attorney generals do not seem to understand. You nip it in the bud early. You don't let it, you don't escalate. Now, here's a, here's an example, of, a quick example of somebody that allowed uh, their children's behavior to escalate. Um, we, were, we were in a, a restaurant, a bunch of us to get together in uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico, after going swimming at the University of New Mexico with a family. There's about five families. And we were having dinner across the street in a, in a large restaurant that had a back room where a lot of kids would go. And one of the families uh, of the five kids were misbehaving. And, and then the, the mother said, stop that. And the kids just ignored it. And then she took, yelled louder, hey, stop that. And they just escalated. And because she didn't do anything the first time. And then she, and it got to the point where she was screaming at them. Do you want a spanking? And you know what my kids did when my daughter did? She jumps up and says, I do. I do. Because she had no idea what a spanking was. This woman That's practiced incredible. this pattern of escalation where That's in incredible. order to get her children to do what she want, she repeatedly taught them to escalate, escalate, escalate. Until maybe or maybe not, she would do something that would put it into the behavior. That is exactly the message. And, and when and when my daughter jumped up and said, I do, I do, you, I saw this light bulb go off in her mind, this other parent's mind, just like, oh, shit, I'm doing something terribly wrong here. That's the message that attorney generals have to get. That's the message that city councils and mayors have to give. They're doing something terribly freaking wrong when it comes to basic basic techniques of manipulating behavior. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So th the fact the fact of the matter is, is that uh, when I've talked about this before, with a lot of these kids, it's, 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 it's not just that their parents are bad parents. Many of them don't have any fathers. Many of them, the, the fathers leave, right? The fathers have nothing to do with them. So they're being just brought up by one mother and it could be one child, it could be two child, it could be seven children, right? Well, quite often it's the mothers that force the fathers out because uh, marriage means nothing in this day and age. Well, and it's overwhelming, though. It's overwhelming for one parent 
especially in this day and age. And the child, especially a male child, needs a father figure. They need that father parental figure there to to girls to, need girls need father figures even more than boys do. I, girls I, girls that get pregnant are are far more likely. To yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're talking, about, we're talking about these a lot of these these male violent offenders. Yeah, Often I know. The father figure there to impose. But be, a, but, be, but be a parent with a pregnant daughter, and you will wish you had you wish you had a violent male child. <laughs> yeah, no, I understand. I've heard, I've heard I've heard it from both ends. Yeah. But that's it. It's the breakdown of the parental unit, and and where does that come from? That's not just something that happens by osmosis. It's not just something that happens by accident. That's something that is just instilled now in people is that we don't the, the, the parents don't matter. The family unit doesn't matter anymore. And exactly. Yeah, that's exactly. The, the devalue of the family started somewhere around in the 60s or 70s. And why people why people are on the left, especially are kind of. Um, what's 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 a good word for it? hooked on um, enamored with I, I can't try to think of a good word right now but but they seem to be um they, they, they seem to to um downplay the um the importance of family yes they hit on it i'll give you yeah, a word what's that a, what's, a, what's a good word for that that display of i mean, I mean contempt, they, they, contempt contempt yeah, exactly they have contempt for the family unit and, and why why? What's what's the what did they see a value in downgrading the value of the family unit? They all have to know how important this is. Is is it so that they the question? Is it so that they have a guilt free way to um, escape um, marriages so that they don't have to try harder to make their marriages work? Is that the reason? They just don't want well, to try. I think, I think the whole, I think the whole idea, well, yeah, so I think the idea of being a good father, a good mother, parenting is a tough job. It's not it's just not an easy job. Yeah. So it's it, and did, we didn't something. I just read something. It flashed across my screen earlier today that in Japan's in a state of emergency because people aren't having kids anymore. Do you see that? Yeah. Yeah. So they're, they're actually getting nervous about it now. They're saying that they said something like the destruction of society is, is close because they're not no one's having kids anymore. So this is all part of that. This is all part of that destruction of of the idea of a family, of the idea of a parental unit, of the idea of the family unit. Well, and, Joe Biden, Joe Biden can um, can fix their population up for him. All he's got to do is move a border. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. That's pretty much right. But, you know, that that's that's part of it. But the end result is and as much as sometimes I sometimes I, I put on my uh, psychologist hat and I say, OK, how can we how can we help these kids? How can we? But it gets to the point where that's not even doesn't matter anymore. They are they're they're beating us. They're raping us. They're looting our stores. They're 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 abusing people. And this can't be allowed. So we must. In other words, as a society, we have to then try to stop that. And I don't think we can stop it by saying, well, let's see what we have to do psychologically to help these little, you know, that's not the way it works. It gets to the point where it's like, we're going to fight fire with fire. You understand? You get it? Yeah. No, it, it, it doesn't work at, at that stage. When, when children have gotten to the point, just like this parent that illustrated this basic um, psychological um, 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 condition, operational conditioning with, um, when it gets to the point where the children have learned that they can escalate, escalate, and escalate, and they think that they can control that point at which the escalation is going to tip against them, when you have ta that, when you have taught them that over and over and over again, 
they are going to respond appropriately to that. By appropriate, I mean they are going to abuse that. Yes. I'm sorry. Yes, absolutely. Yes, there's no doubt about it. Of course they're going to. You taught, yeah, exactly. Society taught these kids to behave this way. They don't think they, just like this mother, the mother didn't realize how she had, how much she had taught these kids and shaped these kids' behavior with her behavior until it got to the, until it got to this embarrassing point for her. This is yeah. where society is at right now. Daniel, what we spoke incredibly of. embarrassing point, yes. and now, and now you you can look at other societies just like she could look at other parents. You can look at other societies where they're still doing it right, and they're embarrassing the fuck out of us. Well, they're embarrassing us. They're emba- look, look, look. I say a lot. I'm going to get to this, and I wanted to get oh, another point. I'm going to make in a second, but I, I say a lot of shit about China, and I don't like China, but. But one thing they do pretty well, right, is they raise is they raise children. They raise and children. Their children they have raise children. tremendous respect, respect for, for their parents and elders in general. Elders, exactly. So I have to give them that. They they are very good at that. That's why this thing with the Asians with the mass shootings is very shocking. It really yeah. is. It is very very shocking to me. Yeah, it's, it's, almost, was... it's almost like I, I you know I thought about this tonight, and I'm thinking people are going to think I'm a nutty conspiracy person, but I'm sorry. But before COVID, you didn't see this with Asians. Both of these, I mean, both both of these mass shootings in the last two days, both of them were, were Asian assault assailants, right? One was 72 and one was sick. And the older, 67 yeah. and 72. Not young yeah. kids, not young, not 18-year-olds. We're usually seeing shooters being very young, you know, these days. Yeah, so you usually, usually, yeah, maybe in their 50s or so, 70s. That's that's really weird. Um, yes. And so the fact I, that I, I both... don't know if that's just, you know, it's, it's a two off here and it's just a really weird yeah. thing. Yeah. You know, it, but, it, but it, it, also, it, it also seems as though they're both. It also seems as though they're both unlike a lot of the mass shootings we see, where it's just like mad young kids who who don't even know any of the people they shoot. It seems as though both of them knew people. It was, it was insecurity. I think the one in Monterey, it was a guy who's had a marital problems with his wife. And it was a dance hall where he was once a dance teacher and he was rejected or fired because he was a horrible dance teacher and really mean to people. And they, they, they recently had a party, the Chinese New Year party, and they invited his wife. And it was building up the resentment towards these people were building up. And the guy couldn't take it anymore and went and did this. So and then the one I think in, 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 in Half Moon Bay looks like a uh, disgruntled field worker who was maybe fired or from their job in the you know whatever it was it was a mushroom field and they went and got revenge like a worker's revenge like the postal workers did for so that was a, remember that spat of postal worker things where they would go in and but so it gone postal so it seems as like look because there's a people always want a reason right just because there's a reason there seems to be a reason behind both of these things they were both obviously mentally ill people these were mentally ill people who like Really, when it seems like it's years in the in the making, you know, years and years of, of of hate and rage towards a group of people in in the making, whether it was the dance halls in Southern California or the or the mushroom fields in Northern California, but so, but it's I guess that the fact that they're both older Asian men is just really weird. Yeah, it is. It is weird, and and part of me just wonders um, whether this. And a lot of the um, aggression that we're seeing, um, in, in, especially in blue cities, um, ha, um, 
might have a lot to just simply do with the economic destruction and um, inflation that we're seeing. Wow, well, that's very good. The economic destruction of COVID could actually have played into these things. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and we know um, it, it has been known for a very, very, very long time that as um, uh, that there is a direct connection between violence and uh, lower standards of living. Um, this and, and, and uh, the drop in life expectancy as well. These are things that, that are known very, 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 very clearly. Um, we've, we just went through a um, needless uh, pan hysteria um, brought on by our governor, and he fully supported it. He fully agitated for it. He fully provoked it. And um, and then at the same time, like I said, he let out a bunch of violent prisoners, thousands of violent prisoners. Um, at the same time, he is trying to, uh, in, they are in San Francisco, they are uh, trying to resist uh, Supreme Court decisions with respect to um, the carrying of firearms. Um, they do everything that they possibly can to give violent people the edge in this shaping of behavior in this culture. Well, that's and, the thing. They, it's it's keep, that natural, keep... right? It's, it's almost like that natural liberal instinct to coddle the criminal, right? To coddle the criminal to say they expect oh, every, yeah, right. They, 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 oh, they come from such rough backgrounds. Oh, oh, reparations. Oh, 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 slavery. Oh, oh, injustice. Oh, oh, oppression. That they're just letting out some of their rage. This yeah, and who did they? That, that's the problem. They come that that that, that kind of soft, uh, uh, liberal belly comes from that kind of thinking, and yeah. that's the problem. And that's going to get the rest of us killed. That is the problem, and that is going to get the rest of us hurt. And um, part part of the reason that they that their own behavior isn't being shaped appropriately is and I'm talking about the um the coddling liberals is uh is because they don't see it in their backyards for the most part this is just like the the I mean, the same group that uh, um uh, love lockdowns and the same group that love forcing everybody else to get vaccines the laptop class those same people they're not living in the tenderloin area so. they're not they're not having to see this crime they're not the ones doing the coddling that they're asking society to do well, let you're me saying you, you do the coddling, not yeah, you do the coddling. Right, but I, once again, I, 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 I've never been comfortable with guns, probably just because I haven't been, I never handled them. You know, it's like anything else. But the fact of the matter is, is that I'm at the point now where I would probably consider at least I can't getting a gun. I can't even consider that here because I can't. You can't get one in San Francisco to protect yourself from criminals. But I would. I think now I'm at the point where I probably. Take some courses, uh, go to the shooting range a little bit with our friend, and I would probably get get a license and 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 conceal and and carry yeah. uh, a little pistol at least, a little something little like a little granny gun or something. No, <laughs> I, no, 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 don't don't get a granny gun. Granny gra granny guns can get you in more more harm. But but, I, but it doesn't matter. This is not not neither here nor there because I can't get one. Yeah. So the yeah. most I can get is mace. I have it now. But the most that's that, that's the most I can get to protect myself. That will protect myself from anything but another gun, but a, but a gun, right? A person with a gun. So, that, but that's a problem because so many of these criminals have guns. But the fact of the matter is, that's the best you can do in a city like San Francisco and all of our major cities. That's the be that's the absolute best you can do is is get a canister of mace, and that's it. That's all. 
Well, get get a canister, mesa. Go to the gym, work out, and learn Krav Maga. Krav Maga, yeah. So that's that's big here. That's big in the liberal cities. Krav Maga. Krav Maga is huge. Doesn't do any yeah. good. It, Daniel, I'm thinking of that scene in Raiders of the Lost Ark, right? When that guy comes out and he's standing across now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He does, remember the swords? He's going exactly. And Ford put, takes out his gun and shoots him. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> that's your Krav Maga up your ass. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Know? yeah. You yeah. Know? So, so basically, you know. Bruce, Bruce Lee like, meets Bruce Lee meets the Glock. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. But, you know, like I said, it's not here nor there because we can't defend ourselves. We are basically prey to the criminal element. That's what we are. We're, we're right now. We're, we're, we're prey and they're, they're, they're lions and we're lambs. Yeah, and they know it. And they they're very good at at uh, at um, picking up. I mean, there, there's the schizophrenic, like the guy that 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 um, attacked you. Um, he doesn't really fall into this group of being very good at picking out victims. He he's just um, he's he's just a nut. <laughs> yeah. He probably he probably would have done that to absolutely anyone walking by. He's right. he's, he's right. just psychotic. Yeah. Um, but when it, but when it, when it comes to those sociopathic criminals around here, they're they're very good at picking their victims. But the problem is the problem is with that. Uh, unlike these kids, it's a different case. The guy is obviously middle aged and ill. He's he's psychologically he's mentally ill, and what will happen is. He'll he'll pick the wrong person at some point, and he'll end up dead. Yeah, and that's exactly. Not, I, I don't I don't wish for his death, but it's going to happen. Yeah. You know, so it's 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 just, and that's the government's fault. It's the government's fault. Yeah, because yeah. he shouldn't be on the street. Yeah, yep, yep. And like I said, when we were kids, we had ways of correcting this behavior early on, um, which is not allowed nowadays. Um, but back then. Um, if you were, uh, if there was a schoolyard bully picking on somebody, um, teachers would stand down and they would let the, the kids around it. They would observe and see if the kids are going to handle this. And if the kids were going to handle it by essentially giving this bully a beatdown, the teachers would let them. And their teach and, and because the teachers understood this basic psychology, let this happen once, and the bully's done. Yeah. No, and and you know, and the, the point was made also about about Adam Klotz in, in New York, the Fox News guy, is that there was, remember this was a train of twenty five thirty people, right? So he 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 says you can't do that. Once again, if and then these 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 teens attack him. Think about it though, where were where were the other people coming to his defense? Yeah, where that's were the they? problem. Now they have to remember, if I'd say if two or three, two, three or four adult men had come to his defense, those kids would have cleared out of there. Yeah. Would, all it would have taken is like two or three men standing up and coming to his defense and knocking those kids in the fucking head, and the yeah. kids would have left quick. The kids would have probably just left. If two or three people just stood up, the kids probably would have not done anything. But that's the problem. There's so many people who just want to look the other way. I give Adam a lot of credit. He's a, not, a, not a big guy, and he's a, you know, he's one person, and he had the, the guts to, to, say, to do the right thing and say, you know, stop that. But no one helped him. Nobody did. And, and that's a shame. And, and that in part is because um, they, just like the criminals, have been taught by our society um, how to respond in situations like that. And what they've been taught is not um, something that is conducive to a, uh, um, a violent free society. It's, it's, it's just not. It's, it's, it's behaviors that only escalate this, this idea 
that um, seems to be promoted from very on and early, early on in school systems that violence is always bad is just is just bullshit. It is just 100 percent bullshit. Violence is sometimes very, very appropriate. What the what, what those kids needed is is Bob Odenkirk to go nobody on <laughs> Bob Odenkirk. But the fact of the matter is, is that once again, what's going to come out of this? The only natural um, thing that's going to come out of this is like we've talked is, is vigilantism. All right, it's people taking the law into their own hands because the law, be that the police or the government, is not protecting them. Once again. The 70s, like I said, the guy in Angels came out of the 70s. But you know what else came out of the 70s? Dirty Harry, Death yeah. Wish. Those yeah. movies came out of the 70s Hollywood for a reason. Yeah, the exactly, they did. Exactly, yes. Yeah, right. It was art imitating life in that case. Yeah, and, and so we're going to see that again. We're going we we're gonna, we're gonna to see it again. And this is the fault of the government. They will try, as they always do, to blame the people. They'll blame the people who were taken. Just like that guy. Look, look, something is as mundane and as banal as that gallery owner spraying the homeless person with water for five Exactly. Seconds. They called that vigilante. This asshole, London Breed, this fat-ass mayor we have here, actually compared that to the civil rights movement of blacks being sprayed by cops. This is yeah. what we're dealing with. We're dealing with nutjob politicians who are, who, are, who are at the same time crazy, sociopathic, and very and – very, of uh, uh, clever, and they will blame the people. They will blame the people. They will 100%. not blame themselves. One hundred percent. If if the city won't do anything about it, they should have a national hose off day where they do it. Where, where shop owners just get out there with their with their hose and spray anybody that won't get off the street and stop shitting on the street and pissing on the street and breaking glass on the street and leaving their syringes on the street and just dumping all kinds of hoarded trash on the street and, and make it impossible for school children to walk by and having drug dealers all over on this street because the street looks like shit. Nobody let go let, there. But, and part of it is they, the, the store owners in places like New York and, and San Francisco and L.A. and Chicago, the store owners can't get gun permits anymore. It used to be the store owners would have a gun there. All you have to do is have that. If someone's going to steal from you, you can't shoot them. But you can certainly point that gun at them and make them put those goods back. And that's what that was a deterrent back in the day. You, these criminals didn't know if the gun – oh, actually, back in the day, almost every store – when I was growing up in Brooklyn, New York, stat, almost every store owner I knew had a gun. Had yeah. a gun behind the store. Okay, and it, was legal. it wasn't illegal. It was legal. Yeah, and and they were there, and that was a deterrent. And criminals knew there was a good chance that the store owner would have a weapon, would have a gun, so they wouldn't fuck around the way they do now. When, and, when and, I was and, when I was a kid, I, and, um, and and we'd go back to uh, to uh, Michigan um, during the summer in in rural area. Um, we, we as kids would, would go into bars to get sodas. They, they were very lax about that sort of sort of thing. So we'd go into the, um, the local bars just to buy a uh, five cent bottle of Coke. That's how much it cost back in those days. And you could walk into those, every single one of them, the bars that along the way on our big, long, epic walks that we'd go out in the country. You can walk into all these bars that would be out there, in, you know, these little shanty bars, and every single one of them would have a shotgun hanging over the bar. Yes, if I, but tell you the truth, if I'm a store owner nowadays, I don't care if it's illegal. I'm getting a gun illegally if I have to. I'd rather be alive and have a gun charge than be dead. Yeah. So I would absolutely have a gun behind the counter if I owned a store, a convenience store, or a bodega these days. There's, there's no doubt. I'm hoping a lot of them do. 
because it's like it's 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 absolutely necessary these days. And once again, if the law is not going to protect us, we will have to protect ourselves. That's yeah. the way. That's the way it goes. Just like in those old west towns when there was no law, no sheriff, the people had to protect themselves, right? And then Pale Rider comes in and, and helps protect everyone. Yeah, Pale Rider comes in and the ghost helps protect everyone. But that's that's very good. Wow. Can you can you, can you whistle every Neo Metacone score or just that one? <laughs> that's a good. That's a great. It's, you know what, Daniel? I'm thinking that should be my. You know, Daniel has been uh, telling me I need a lead-in song. Maybe that'll be my lead-in song. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually that's actually a great lead-in theme <laughs> to have the score from Good, Bad, and the Ugly. Yeah, <laughs> they got that that cool chromatic harmonica riff there too, where they. Uh, well, I'll get. An, I'll send you a clip of it just so you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> But anyway, that's my high point, and I'm signing off, buddy. <laughs> Have a good one. Thanks. I'm going to go into a different – I want to go into my – another – that um, I want to talk about. This is this is Biden's – you know, speaking of once again, this, this goes – we talk about crime, but that goes to COVID too. These kids who beat up Adam on the subway clots, there's no punishment, so they'll do it again. And it's the same thing we see with COVID, right? If there's going to be no punishment, which many of us think there never will be, they'll do it again. Speaking of doing it again, have you seen who Biden's picking for his chief of staff, Jeff Zients? Now, if you don't know who Jeff Zients is, he's a former COVID-19 czar. This is the co- this is the guy behind Biden's horrible, horrible COVID-19 policy. This is a branch COVIDian of the highest order who is getting rewarded for destroying people's lives, being rewarded for being wrong for three years. To be promoted to Biden's chief of staff once Ron Klain steps down. Not only that, this guy, even the left doesn't like him because he's a former health care executive. So this is a guy who's a health care executive. I'm sure a big pharma whore pushed masks, pushed lockdown policy, pushed vaccines, pushed mandatory vaccines. No, the guy's not in prison. No, he's not in prison. The guy's going to be chief of staff. For Joe Biden, how insane is this government here? How insane? So he's a warm, he's a former Zients, is a former healthcare exec, led the federal government's response to the coronavirus pandemic from January 21 till April of 22, the worst period ever. That was the mandatory vaccine period, and also served a number of other roles when the executive branch within the executive branch going back to Obama. Former President Obama appointed Zients as the nation's first chief performance officer in 09, a position revitalized by the Biden administration for going unfulfilled during the four years of the Trump administration, responsible for improving efficiency within the government. Trump knew it was a bullshit money-wasting role, and of course, Biden brings it back. He served in that role until October 2013, while simultaneously serving as the deputy director of the Office of Management and Budget. From July 2010 to November 2010, from January 2012 to April 2013, he served as acting director of the OMB. Uh, after leaving those roles, he served as national executive. This is like, um, it, to put it into porn terms, he, um, he, he kept getting better. He, you know what I'm saying? He kept getting better. He, he, he was able to, he was able to take more and more in. Let's put it that way. I'll try to, but why am I being nice about this anyway? You know what I'm saying? Um, as he worked his way up the ladder. Additionally, Zanes led efforts to fix healthcare.gov 
Oh, that's great. After its bungled launch in 2013, part of the rollout of the Affordable Care Act or Obamacare or the healthcare industry boondoggle, as I like to call it. Zhang's return to the private sector for leaving the Obama administration, which included a two-year stint on Facebook's board of directors. What a real winner this guy is. What a great resume. He returned to the federal government as the COVID-19 response czar after Biden's victory in 2020. When the then president-elect started to put together his list of cabinet appointments, Zines has faced sharp left-wing criticism for his corporate past and the massive wealth he has accumulated while working in the private sector. Listen to this, people. Upon joining the current White House as Biden's COVID-19 czar, Zines disclosed owning between $89.3 million and $442.8 million in assets. What a range that is. A range. between eighty-nine. I got it between $89 million and 443. I'm not quite sure because it doesn't matter, does it? Once you got to 89.3, that's probably enough. Anyway, between 89.3 million and 442.8 million assets, including various investment funds, real estate properties, and cash shares. Do you think most normal people say, I don't know what I got in my bank account? Someone's going to be 800 and 800,000. I mean, come on, give me a break. This is how insane this is. He's got so much money. He doesn't even know how much money he's got. It doesn't matter. Once the news broke Sunday, they'd be replacing Klain. Progressive Twitter users criticized him for the past, including profiteering from the healthcare industry. Biden has touted Zane's work since the beginning of his administration when he tapped to lead the, the COVID-19 effort, saying there's no one better delivering results. What results? What was How had the trajectory changed, you old fucking demented fool? What results were there? Give me the results, Joe. Give me the results. I don't get it. What are the results? What are the results? Economic de- destruction, kids two years behind in schools, COVID still with us. People are just totally tired of all this shit. They're just going to pretend it's not. What results did this guy change? What trajectory of the virus did this guy change when you've just extended the emergency until spring of this fucking year? What, what results do we got? What results do we got? A vaccine that didn't stop the spread. Mass didn't stop the spread. A vaccine that's hurt and killed people. Give me the results, Joe. This guy was behind the mandatory vaccine push from January of 2021 till April of last year. That's 15 months of pushing vaccine mandates that only harmed the military, harmed the airlines, harmed the economy. What results, you old demented fool? As bad as this guy is, there's talk now. We'll talk more the rest of the week about they found seven more documents. They're finding documents. They found documents. I can't believe they found documents in my closet, believe it or not. They're finding documents all over the place. We don't want him to resign. As bad as he is, do not resign because we know what that means. I don't want to hear anything about resignation. We don't want that. He was smart enough to put her behind him. So people like me, as much as I hate his guts, don't want him to leave. You imagine the humanity, but this is the guy who gets promoted. This is the guy who gets promoted to chief of staff because Joe Biden actually thinks that the COVID policy he enacted for two years was good. He thinks it worked. He thinks the vaccine mandates worked. He thinks the he thinks the cloth mask on your face worked. He thinks the lockdowns worked. He, keep, he thinks keeping kids out of schools for two and a half years was productive. This is what this fucking old fool thinks. Forget about gas prices going from two to five dollars. Forget about inflation going from one under Trump to nine under this old fool. Forget about the numbers. Forget about the reality. I don't want to hear from anyone anymore 
that elections don't matter. Because they do matter. They do matter. Because under, under Ron DeSantis, there's no, there's no Jeff Zainz, Zainz, the chief of staff, under, under President DeSantis. There's no Bollywood actor as the, as the head doctor there, Ja. There's, no, there's none of that under Ron DeSantis. Don't tell me that elections don't matter. There aren't consequences. There's no difference. Here's the guy that should not forget being promoted. The guy should be in fucking prison. But under the Biden White House, he's not in prison. He gets promoted. The chief of staff. A wealthy lefty elitist who sucks the tit of healthcare industry and big pharma, a branch COVIDian. And this is the guy who's going to be chief of staff. Ron DeSantis can't get here fast enough. Gator, what are you saying? Why do I believe that these macro events are the direct result of one man, Joe Biden? Well, because either Joe Biden or the people behind him are picking these people. The guy doesn't come out of nowhere. So the Joe, B- look, I'm not saying that Joe Biden has the wherewithal to hire or fire people, but there are people, obviously behind Joe Biden at least, who are pushing the guy, the strings, pulling the strings, whatever. But I have no doubt. Do you have any doubt? Does anyone have any, any doubt that Joe Biden thinks that the COVID policy from January 20 that this guy's COVID policy worked? In other words, vis-a-vis. Biden's COVID policy. Of course he thinks it worked. He'll never admit it didn't work. He'll never admit it was a total failure, that it hurt more people, that it killed more people. He's not going to admit any of that. He's not. He doesn't admit that led to the, the, uh, the economy being destroyed. He says Putin invading Ukraine led to it. And the moron leftists believe him. He says Putin is raising the gas prices. And the moron left believes him. He says Putin is responsible for inflation. And the moron liberals believe him. He says masks stop COVID and the moron liberals believe him. He says the vaccines are effective and safe and the moron liberals believe him. Yeah, Joe ain't helping. Damn, that's damn right. Damn right. Damn right. Is there anyone who believes that Ron DeSantis will be the same kind of figurehead as Joe Biden? Knowing Ron DeSantis and who he is and what he's done, his personality, do you think he will be a figurehead the way Joe Biden? Remember, Donald Trump wasn't that kind of a figurehead, which is why they wanted him out. Donald Trump wasn't that kind of a figurehead. He wasn't that kind of a puppet, which is why the left hated him and the right hated him. Democrats hated him and the establishment Republicans hated him because they don't have their puppet. They lost a puppet for four years. I have faith that Ron DeSantis won't be a puppet either. Yeah, and when Trump tried to fight back against the establishment, sure, they attacked him like crazy. Sometimes he backed off. 
Sometimes even he of the big balls backed off because it was such a full court press between the establishment Democrats, establishment Republicans, the legacy media. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, Joe Biden's a puppet. There's no doubt Joe Biden's a puppet. We That's 100% accurate. That's 100% accurate. But the problem is in the system that he can get away with appointing a guy like Zanes. Why should he why should he get away with that? He shouldn't be able to get away with that any more than these kids should be able to get away with attacking someone in the subway. There should be no way that this guy should be able to be chief of staff. This is like it, it's absolute insanity. It's absolute insanity. It's like, with, with, it's just, you know what? With, let's, let's promote the architect of the, of the Holocaust. Okay, what a great guy. Architect of the Holocaust was great. Let's, let's, let's promote him in the government. Would that kind of thing go? Would that kind of thing fly? This was a modern day medical Holocaust that was perpetrated by these people. And they get promoted. I don't agree that the trajectory, I can't even say that word, the trajectory will be the same. I don't necessarily, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't agree. I don't agree. Of course, it's neither here nor there because Ron DeSantis isn't president. We don't think he's running for president. But I, I don't think you can, it's, it's, it's just, there's, there's no common sense to say every single president's the same, that every single one, in other words, that, that's like saying every single one's the same personality where they can be used and abused as a puppet and they'll take it up the ass. I don't think that's true. I just, I don't think that's true. People have different personalities. People have different, and I think Trump actually spoke about this. About the deep state. Would you hear Joe Biden talking about the deep state? They pretend it's a uh, conspiracy theory. I mean, Trump would actually like mention things, would like pull down the curtain, reveal Oz, something that the Democrats would never do, the Obamas never did, the Clintons never did, the Bidens would never do. And that's why a lot of people on both sides of the aisle politically hated him, because he wasn't one of them. He wasn't one of them. Joe Biden will kneel and kiss the ring of Clinton and Obama. George W. Bush would kiss the ring of Cheney. <clears throat> so what Jeb Bush has kissed, they would have kneeled down and kissed the ring of Cheney. Joe, Donald Trump wouldn't do that. Look what happened. Look what it gets him when you don't kneel down and kiss the ring of Cheney. What happens? What happens? A full court press, right? January 6th hearings, Cheney's daughter going after him. <clears throat> so... I think there are differences. I, I, once again, everyone's personality is different. Everyone's personality is different. I, I don't believe everyone who go who becomes president is a cheap puppet whose strings can be pulled because people are just different. Now, do people go into the office and think and say, "Oh shit," you know? Uh, yeah, maybe. Or look, there's more. To, there's more fighting I got to do than I thought. There's there's more of this deep state than I. It goes deeper than I ever imagined. Sure, I think those things happen. I think those things happen. 
But I, I just don't think everyone is the same. And the problem is when you get the puppet of all puppets like this guy. The puppet of all puppets like this guy. Yeah, maybe someone, maybe they're telling him you must hire this guy and he just does it. That's a problem, of course. But he is the front man for this. So he is the front man, you know, and this guy is going to be the chief of staff, the chief of a failed COVID policy. Remember, this guy stood in front of the screen that said 200 million COVID shots, 200 million COVID shots. So we forced injections into people's arms in order to keep their jobs. Look, we've been through this. A lot of people ended up sick or dead or without jobs because they didn't want to take the vaccine. We've seen this. There's no way that a guy who there's no way that a guy who pushed the vaccine the way he did, that we know now of the vaccine should be chief of staff. He's failed. He was wrong. He's a loser. He should be out the door. He should be in fucking jail, not in the White House. Although some would claim it's the same thing. Incredible. We'll talk more about this as as uh, it becomes official. Ron Klain hasn't officially left yet. Another question. Why is he leaving? Ah, uh, boy. When the going gets rough, when the going gets rough. But at, that is funny. You do not hear, you do not hear many people on the right saying Joe Biden needs to, re you notice that, right? Look, as, 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 as demented as this old fool is, he did put the right person behind him to protect him from calls of like resignation. You had no one on the right calling for his resignation because you, they know what would, they know what's behind him. So they're not calling for that. Believe me, if someone was confident behind him and not her, they'd be calling for his resignation. They, no one wants to see her as president. No one wants to see any, any, any calls for impeachment. Obviously, it's known that he wouldn't get convicted in the Senate. I'm all for that. They impeached Trump, Trump twice for things that have come, don't come close to what Biden just did, but with the documents. But I don't I'd love to see impeachment just to embarrass him just for revenge for what they did during the Trump years. But the, no, everyone knows he's not going to be convicted in the Senate. So that's safe. No one is calling for him to resign. No one is calling for him to resign. Did you see, speaking of Kamala, did you see she gave a speech where she said liberty in the, should we, the constitution gives us liberty in the, no life. She'd left out life. Instead of life liberty, it's just a pursuit of life. She left out life. Why did she leave out life? Why do her speechwriters leave out the word life? Why do you think? Because Democrats don't really truly believe that we have, we have that the Constitution grants us life, the pursuit of life. Now, you can't have liberty and happiness without, isn't that common sense? You can't get to liberty and happiness without life. You have to have life first, right? So that could mean a lot of things. Life could be like abortion, right? Right? We have a right to be born, right to protect the unborn, so they have life. You 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 have the you have the right to that life to being born, which of course the left doesn't believe is true. Or life is like you know like we don't got to be killed on the streets, which the left doesn't care about either. The left doesn't think that's a right. The left doesn't think we have the right to be safe on our streets, not be killed. That's the left doesn't believe we have that right. 
So they just leave out the word life. They leave it out. Now, could you imagine? I haven't seen one bit of coverage on the left from the legacy media criticizing that. Guaranteed, if a Republican vice president or Republican did that, they would they would totally bring it up. But because Kamala Harris did it, and they know why she did it. They know exactly why she did it, because that's their agenda. Their pro-crime, pro-abortion agenda. And you can't, as, as hypocritical as they can be, they can't say the word life. They can't say that the Constitution grants us the right to life. Just liberty in the pursuit of happiness. You don't need life. You could be dead and have liberty in the pursuit of happiness, I guess. In the afterlife, we can have liberty in the pursuit of happiness. So Gavin Newsom, by the way, is already spewing uh, Second Amendment stuff. Despite all the laws that are passed in California, despite all the laws, despite have the, despite having making it almost impossible for for an average law abiding citizen to get guns here. To protect ourselves, criminals can have guns, but the law abiding citizens can't get guns the way the Second Amendment says the Second Amendment doesn't say that, say that criminals have a right to guns. It says we have a right. The citizenry has a right to protect ourselves. But we don't have that in California. The, the predators have the right to a gun. They always will. But the citizens don't have a right to a gun to protect themselves. But this fucking little slimeball hair gel king is automatically coming out and talking about how horrible the Second Amendment is. Once again, because they simply hate the Constitution. They hate the Constitution. And all they can talk about is more of what's not working. This is the same thing they do with COVID. More of what's not working. The masks aren't stopping the spread. Wear more masks. The vaccines aren't stopping the spread. Get more vaccines. Gun laws are not stopping violent crime. More gun laws. It's more of what's not working. And they keep saying it. And their left followers, their brain-dead, zombie, lefty followers, keep buying it. Because it's more virtue signaling that gets, that gets slimeball sociopaths like Gavin Newsom and London Breed reelected over and over again. It's the same kind of hot-button... Virtue signaling, get the nutty left base excited, orgasmic, button pushing that gets them elected, that gets them richer, that gets them more power. That works. That is what is working for them. So why stop it? Understand? That's not insanity. That's really being shrewd. Because that is exactly working. So they might as well do more of what works for them. It works for them. Who doesn't it work for? Us. Who does it punish? Us. Who are the victims? Us. These people haven't even begin begun to see the fight back. They haven't even begun to see the fight back. Boy, when it comes, I'm going to grab my popcorn. Speaking of popcorn, I'm a little hungry, so I think I'm going to get something to eat. I'm going to end this show. That's all. When I get hungry, 
I end the show. When I get hungry, I end the show. That's what happens. <laughs> All right. Well, anything else on my mind? Not tonight. We'll talk more about the documents tomorrow because I'm sure there'll be another. Maybe they'll find some in Daniel's uh, apartment tomorrow. I think they will. I think they will. Where does even Gator's apartment, Gator's place in uh, in the UK has some documents lying? They're all over the place. They're all over the place, I tell you. I can't confirm these rumors, but I'm hearing it. So I'm sure we'll talk more about the <laughs> the documents tomorrow. And, you know, and what people don't want to talk about, which is what's in those documents. What's in those documents? Anything having to do with the big guy getting 10%? Any Ukraine stuff? Why would he have those documents? Why would he have them? Oh, he didn't know he had them. He didn't know he had them in 17 different places. The smokescreen. The smokescreen is the misplacement of documents. But the real story, I think, and we'll get more into that, is what's in those documents. What's in them? Why did he have those particular 30 or 40 documents? I think so far, total 50 documents. Why? What's in those? That's that's probably the real story. They want to make the story seem like, you know, the same thing as Trump, right? They're just documents found, doc, misplaced documents that they shouldn't, they shouldn't, he shouldn't have had. But what's in them, and why did he have them? That I think is the thing that must be investigated. That's the real story. Follow the money, as they say. Follow the money. There was a reason for those documents to be there. There was a reason why those were kept. Those were kept. And maybe the hope that putting them in different places would mean that they couldn't all be found, right? Who knows how many more are out there? Anyway, all right. I'm going to end the show, I think. I think I'm going to end this Monday show. Um, we're going to go through this weekend. Thursday is a big show, by the way. Thursday is a big show because Thursday is my 300th show. Thursday is show number 300. So that's on the schedule. Um, I expect people to bring uh, uh, party favors to the, I expect people to bring champagne and caviar <laughs> to my, to my, uh, to my 300th show on Thursday, but that's coming up later in the week. Um, the name of the show was in let's be heard. Uh, it's on Monday night through Friday night, 11 PM Pacific. 2 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. if you're over there in the United Kingdom. I'm Mike Kachopley, reminding you once again that your influence counts. Use it. <laughs>